You're listening to the Music Interval Theory Podcast with TC and Frank. Hello and welcome. This is Frank. And today I want to talk about an extraordinary interval. I know this sounds like not all the intervals are unique, but one of them really sticks out a bit and needs some special treatment in composition and orchestration. It's the interval 13. That's one octave and a half step, or in short, 13 half steps. Now, what makes this interval unique and why should we treat it more carefully? Let's not dance around, but cut to the chase directly. The short answer is that it's not part of the overtone series and therefore it sticks out easily and grabs the listener's attention because of its dissonant sound. I want to share a quick insight with you. And now, story time. At the Academy, we often refer to this interval as the producer's interval. Usually, producers care the most about, well, making a product as good and valuable as possible, since this maximizes their ROI the return on investment. Anyway, most producers I've come across so far have not been very gifted musically. <laughs> no offense intended. <laughs> Still, one thing that every producer could catch quickly was the interval 13. Again, it's not a natural interval from the overtone series, so it does not appear to the fundamental. That's why we are calling it the producer's interval as well, as even non-musical producers can recognize it. So before we go any further, let me play you this interval on the piano. First, we will listen to a C note, then the D flat one octave above, and then both tones together. Watch out for the dissonance. The question is, how should we treat this interval in composition then? Should we simply avoid it? Well, it surely depends on the context and I want to give you two different scenarios that show very practically when it works and when it doesn't. First situation. Let's talk about line writing. Whenever you have several lines or melodies that weave together you want to watch out for 13s vertically. For singers, they are really hard to intonate and it probably won't sound good. So before everybody blames the composer <laughs> because the piece sounds weird, just try to catch those 13s beforehand and compensate for them. However, there's one exception to this guideline and that is very strong lines. The moment your melodies make perfect sense on their own, the horizontal force becomes more robust and even stronger than the vertical connection to other parts. And that all is just based on how we perceive music. We can produce monophonic lines very easily using our voice. And that's why our brain is more interested in remembering lines in general. 
So before we look at the second scenario, I want to give you some concrete action steps. 1. Pick a scale and a root tone. 2. Write a melody in your singable register. 3. Just follow scale tones for now and don't write more than 8 bars in total. 4. Write a second line below it using a different rhythm and other scale tones. So now you have two independent lines moving against each other. Check the vertical distances between the notes and especially check for thirteens. Actually, the chances are high that you will hear them anyway, but if you don't, go through the notes one at a time and check the vertical distances between your lines. You can even bring in a few thirteens purposely, just for the fun of it, so you will get to hear them. If you've never done a quick test like that before, please do yourself a favor and try it right now or at least today. And here's even a pro tip for you. Don't let this producer's interval thing mislead you. If the context allows for dissonance, thirteens can be lovely and even very practical. Try to imagine a soundtrack for a thriller or horror movie without any dissonance. <laughs> It just doesn't feel right, as the given context asks for a particular sound palette. So the solution is not to avoid it, but to become aware of it. Second situation. The second scenario describes a different context, and that is harmony. If you are familiar with jazz theory, then I'm pretty sure you've used a flat ninth chord in your writing already. And even if you have never heard the term flat ninth chord, don't worry. Let's make it concrete and pick a C as our root tone. A flat ninth chord over C would give you the tones E, G, B flat and D flat. Those are the following chord tones to the C root tone. 3, 5, minus 7 and minus 9. Sounds not too bad, actually, but let me quickly remind you about that thirteenth right here. The moment we remove the harmony tones in there, the dissonance becomes more obvious again. So let's hear this. It works as a chord, though, and that's just because of scale tone minus seven in that structure. Although, the interval 13 does not appear in the overtone series. We can create a proper musical context that embraces that sound. It even can resolve very naturally. Generally speaking, dissonance equals instability. And we can use this instability for musical storytelling. Make it part of your storyline and guide your audience through the story elegantly. So harmony embraces this interval. It can bring some nice colors to the palette. 
And here's even another pro tip for you. Let's bring in more intervallic thinking and see how we can connect a 13 to other intervals. Every isolated interval can appear in two positions. The 13 exceeds the octave, right? What happens when we bring down the D-flat one octave? Well, it creates a one interval against the C below. And if we took that C note and put it up one octave, we get an 11 interval. Don't get confused with all of those numbers. It's actually all the same interval, but played in closed harmony that's within the octave and in open harmony that's more than one octave. So in simple words, ones, elevens and thirteens are the same and share similar qualities and musical connections. So this was quite a bit of information, I know. That's why I want to give you a quick summary. Here's your takeaway in a nutshell. Thirteens can become a disturbing factor in tonal line writing. They can stick out and grab the audience's attention in the wrong way because of their dissonance. Now, if that's something that fits into the context, fantastic. Just be aware of it. Thirteens can work nicely, however, as flat ninth chords in those jazzy chord progressions. Thirteens can add dissonance or spice and offer a tonal resolution at the same time. In conclusion, I suggest you pay some attention to thirteens in your writing and make a conscious decision about whether or not you want to use them in a given context. They can even work elegantly and enhance your musical storytelling. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This was Frank, playing the piano for you this time. Best always and see you soon. Bye. This podcast is powered by the Music Interval Theory Academy, your resource for getting clarity and confidence in music composition and orchestration. See you inside at musicintervaltheory.academy.